Welcome to the KLE podcast and the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group with your host, Sean Smith. Great to have you with me. Um, I just had a bomb out on technology here simply because I forgot <laughs> to plug in the recharge cable on my laptop and of course it bombed out on me. Anyway, here we are and we are still talking about determining your leadership purpose. So, um, Act two, or what do they say? <laughs> uh, take two. Here we go. I, a scripture that's really been speaking to me for, for some time already um, is in... Um, let me just find it quickly. And that is in Luke chapter 4, verse 43. And it says, but he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because I was sent for this purpose. I was sent for this purpose. So good afternoon and uh, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Great to have you with me. Uh, I, it was pointed out that I'm calling out people's names. And of course, it's going on the podcast all over the world and, and people are going, Hey, uh, why aren't you calling out my name? And I go, well, <laughs> I'm, I, it's, it was live. It's not live anymore. And, and then people are coming back and saying, who's this person and who's that person on your podcast? And I go, it's, it's, uh, it's like, I, I like to interact and say, hi, welcome. But because I'm doing a simultaneous uh, podcast um, recording as well, it gets a little difficult. Anyway, great. Great to have you know who it is. <laughs> Great to have you with me. All right. So um, Jesus said this. I must preach the, the kingdom of God to other cities also because I was sent for this purpose. I was sent for this purpose. Determining your leadership purpose. Many times, many leaders I speak to have no idea on the clarity of their purpose. They think they do. They say, well, I can, I'm preaching. That, that's not purpose. Or I, I have a church. That's not purpose. You know, um, well, uh, I have a vision for the city. That's not purpose. That, that is not purpose. And I applaud the leaders that hang in there and keep doing what they're doing, even though they do not have a clarity of their purpose. Jesus had absolutely clarity of purpose. I mean, at one point they wanted to set him up as king, Matthew chapter 8. And he goes and spends the night with his father. And just to remind himself of his, the clarity of his purpose, and he determines his purpose. And, and this is the outcome of it. He goes, because I was sent for this purpose. I must keep going to other cities because I was sent for this purpose. It's interesting, but he says, I must preach the kingdom of God. Because I was sent for this purpose. Why was he sent? For the purpose of preaching, declaring, proclaiming the kingdom of God. Let, let me just quickly add in here too. Is preaching is not a religious word. It's, it means to proclaim or herald. It doesn't mean shouting, spitting, screaming and shouting. It doesn't mean to be like the super duper eloquent eloquent you know, uh, speaker, that you've got all the right moves and, and things so that your audience is captivated. It's not. Jesus spoke with authority. And that's why. And he spoke with purpose. 
I think what happens is many times is we've lost a sense of our purpose and therefore we, we're not heard. Now we've got to in, institute or we've got to incorporate a whole bunch of other things that are very fleshly, very carnal to try and make an impact. We've got to shout louder. We've got to um, spit more. We've got to sweat more. Um, we've got to get eloquent in our in our uh, ability to to speak. And I'm not saying you mustn't be a speaker. It's exactly what I want to talk about as well. But um, it's not just you know. It's not those things. When you have a sense of purpose, people pay attention to you. So what is it? How do you determine your leadership purpose? Whether you are in ministry or in business, you've got to have a clarity of your set purpose. Jesus did. He knew exactly who he was there for and what, what his mission was. And that's where we start. What is your purpose? I see purpose as five things, five, five elements. <laughs> five elements to understanding and determining your purpose. Number one is your mission. You've got to have a clarity on your mission. Mission is not that hard. You know, people have made millions on writing books about purpose. To me, it's not that hard. It's it's very simple, actually. We just don't, we never get asked the right questions to simplify it, to get clarity on it, to get focus on it, and to begin to implement and take action. So, um, thank you. Yes, I am up and I am smiling. I wanted to say thank you very much to everybody for agreeing with me and supporting me yesterday. Uh, I am still sitting here. I am still sore, but I am nowhere near. Yesterday I couldn't move, so it's great to be up and about and um, in front of the camera now. <laughs> yes, it is much better. I need a new chair, I think. This thing, if you if you see what I'm sitting on, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a kitchen, hard kitchen wooden chair not a good thing so we trust in god for a nice um office chair for me so i can sit a little comfortable because i don't think this this thing is doing much good for my back anyway i digress i get rushed off on a rabbit trail we come back and we're talking about purpose we're talking about purpose hey so you determine your leadership purpose by number one having and clarifying and knowing your mission your mission is the big picture element you've got to understand and it's but as i said it's simple it's not hard you just got to take time to do it you, you know there is there is a methodology i take people through to understand it but honestly five minutes i i spoke at a i spoke at a uh, at a home meeting in england and there were I, we just invited some people around and i spoke about about just your big picture elements of your life and 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 determining purpose and one lady was there that was a lawyer and 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 we went through the process of of looking at your your mission and she just like she said it's like a fog is lifted off my eyes i can see exactly what my leadership my life what i'm about and and that's to me you know that when i hear that it's like man that's energy juice there <laughs> i love to hear that because that is what it's about i love to see leaders get that kind of clarity so the number one is you've got to have a mission. You've got to have an understanding. You do have a mission. You just need to discover it. You need to understand it. You need to get clarity on it. And you need to focus on it. So you, you need to look at things like what are you passionate about? What inspires you? Um, if you could make the world a better place, what, 
what would you bring to it? It's just really discovery. It's discovering your assignment. Why are you on the earth? Why are you here? You've got to have a mission. Number two is, and Jesus' mission was to preach the kingdom of God. It, it was the kingdom of God. That was what his mission was. Number two is vision. Number two is vision. <laughs> vision is the picture, the, the painted picture, the picture in detail of what the mission is. So it's, it's more detail. It's like, you know, I want a car. What color car? What, you know, what, what engine? What make? Can you smell it? What kind of smell does it have? What kind of seats does it have? You know, um, how far can it drive? You know, the more detail of, of the mission. If you say to me, I just, I want a car. That's a mission. Vision is um, a lot more than that. But let me say this, if, if vision and your mission, your vi mission and vision is just to have a car, to have more money, that's not mission and vision. That's got nothing to do with purpose. That's ambition. It's got nothing to do with your purpose. Okay. So mission, mission is about making the world a better place. Vision is what that looks like. How are you going to do that? You know, my mission is to communicate and inspire leaders to be more, do more, and achieve more, to, to move into higher performance, get results, make a greater impact in their life and in their leadership. And how am I going to do that? I, I start with podcasting live, start a Facebook group. I'm doing it on social media digitally because that's the best way I can do it. I have other things lined up. I want to have meetings. I want to have seminars. I want to do workshops. I do personal coaching, personal mentoring. I love doing that kind of stuff. I love helping leaders so that so I have this vision of how I'm going to do it. What is your vision? Number three is your values. You've got to know what your core values are so that you're not shifted. You're not you're not. So when, when you're allow you allow yourself to be influenced as far as it goes of not changing your your values. Your values are your values, and you, that's your core stability of who you are. That's your security. That's your confidence. That's what, that's what motivates you every day is your core values. And, you, you know, you do not have the right to impose on other people's values. To People have to decide if they want to shift the value, if they want to change your value. If, and there's other things to it, but values are core values are very important. Many, many leaders, especially ministry leaders, do not know what their values are. Uh, many marriages, they don't understand or know or have never discovered their own values, never mind their partner's values. But in leadership, leadership teams, if you're a minister in, in a church, you need to understand your values and you need, your team needs to understand the values. Your organizational ministry values are very important. Very important. You can't just say, well, we believe the word of God. That's wonderful. I mean, that's important as, as it is. But I've seen people believe the word, preach the word, you know, declare the word, slap people with the word, and yet fall off the bandwagon, unravel, lose direction, you know, fall into sin, um, end up committing suicide, all sorts of things, simply because they weren't grounded and so you can you can believe the Bible, but who are you? What do you stand for? And and you know when a crisis hits, that's when it counts. That's when it really really counts. So 
those values you need to know because that's the fingerprint you leave in people's lives is your value system, your belief system. So you need to understand that. And you need to, you know, and not all values, values are not wrong or right. You know, and I was saying earlier, if you caught that and if you didn't, I'm sorry, but um, adventure, adventure is not a value to me. You know, jumping out of an airplane, you know, base jumping off a cliff, um, cycling down a mountainside at hair-raising speed is like not my idea of fun. It's not a value to me. It doesn't impress me at all. In fact, I move away from that stuff. I value other things. I, I you know, I, I've done some things, but it's not the most important thing to me. And people try and push you into it. Eh, but it doesn't make adventure wrong. To some people, it's important. If they don't, if they're not fulfilling that, that um, value in their life, they're actually going to lose integrity to themselves. They get irritated. They get frustrated because they're not fulfilling their own value. So, you know, one what wealth to one is good, a wealth to another is not good. You know, I I'm not motivated by wealth, not at all. It doesn't it doesn't phase me. I'm motivated by what I see in people. I went to I was at a um, I somehow I got. I got uh, invited. Actually, maybe I do know. I was in. I was coaching a a uh, managing director of a um, of a, a company back in in South Africa. Didn't understand much about executive coaching at that point in time, but I was helping her through a, a leadership crisis in her management team, and so I was helping. She was the director of that um, chapter. And, and I was helping her anyway. So somehow I think she organized or whatever. I ended up attending a, a workshop, a seminar for millionaires. <laughs> so, and I was not a millionaire. Anyway, it was interesting. I sat, I sat next to this person and, and the, the, the speaker, one of the speakers said, tell the person next to you, what is your net worth? And I'm going... Yeah, I at that I just been through a leadership crisis myself, and everything had fallen apart around me, and I was really just surviving. I, we were buying bread just to survive, and uh, <laughs> it was an interesting time in my life. So I turned to this person, and they said, "Well, my net worth is twenty-four million." <laughs> and they said, "What's yours?" I said, "You know, I actually." don't know right now. I haven't calculated it because I, there was nothing to calculate, but I hadn't calculated my net worth. I did own a house, but I was struggling to pay for it. And uh, and so they they said, uh, yes, I understand. I only just, my accountant just gave me figures now. I was like, that got me out of that one. Anyway, it's just like, but after with the seminar, Michelle picked me up, my wife picked me up afterwards and and she asked me, she said, so what did you get out of it? Are you going to be a millionaire now? And I said, you know what I discovered in my in my day, day there was that it was more important for me to help people achieve that. I love doing that. I love inspiring people. I think the more people I help, the more it comes back to me. I help, I've helped a lot of people. And so I'm hoping that and trusting that somewhere along the line, all this opens up doors and, and does, because I just love doing that. I'm not looking for wealth. So wealth is not a thing for me. For some people, it is a value, and it's important to their value system. If Again, they, they, it's just something that's within them. It's not ambition. 
It's a value. It's something they understand that the value they have, the value they, and, and it's not because they're greedy. It's not because they're covetous or, or because they, you know, they're ugly or something. It's just that that's their, that's their thing. That's their gifting. That's their, their thing that God's given them is they, they, they're not, as I said, they're not lusting for it. They just know it's part of who they are because they bring it to the world. That's how they make the world a better place is through wealth. You understand? So we need to understand that is what's good, to, what's right for one may be wrong for you, but it doesn't make it wrong. Okay, that success is not wrong. It's not wrong in itself. It's just if it's not your value, then it's wrong for you. Then you're moving away from it. You understand? So that is an important aspect as well. So you've got mission, vision, values. Then you've got edge. Edge is your differentiation. It's what differentiates you, which what makes you you. What is your gifting? What is your slant? What is, you know, I, well, I preach the word. That, that's not gifting. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of others doing that. I pass through church. There hundreds of thousands of doing that. So that doesn't make you your edge. I try to do that, you know, just like, okay, I'm a pastor. I'm preaching. But when it came down to actually discovering who I am, you know, I couldn't find identity in that. There was there was no purpose in that, just preaching every Sunday. Because then you're moved by the crowd. Who's there, who's not there, um, what they've done. You know, so you've got to preach on how you can make things better to make your life easier. Nah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And you can label it as much as you like, whatever you like. You know, I'm an apostle. Nah, that's not an edge. That's a gift. But it doesn't, it's not an edge, is how you do that. Paul said, I plant Apollos waters. There was a clear distinction in those two. He says, I plant Paul uh, Apollos waters, others build, and they build differently. Everybody builds differently. So you can't criticize them because they're not planting like you, you know, or doing it like you. I, I you know, I, I don't criticize other people's gift. I, you know, I... I challenge the way they connect and lead and how they lead. I, I challenge them on these areas of, of purpose and go, you know, don't tell me this weird and wonderful thing that you've got, but there's no clarity to it. You know, well, this is how I am. No, it's not how you are. What you're doing is you're revealing your ignorance. <laughs> and that's it. I was there. I was there. I was ignorant. I didn't understand. I didn't know either. So... I want to share with you, uh, you know, is that you've got to know your edge. You've got to know, you know, if if your mission is, Jesus' mission was, I preached, I've come to preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because I was sent for this purpose. But he knew his edge. He came in as a king, man, and he taught. The, the, the word preaching there was herald, but his heralding came through teaching. He was teaching the crowds, teaching his disciples. He mentored them. He was a leader par excellence. He knew exactly what he was doing. So we need to understand is that that's how it works, is we've got to have an edge, what differentiates us. And it's not for others, but how do you contribute? What is your best contribution to others? What is your grace gifting? What What is it that comes to you? And, you know, it's like, if you can't speak, don't try and speak. You know, if, if you... if Preaching, speaking from a platform is not you. Don't try and do it. Serve. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, he said, if you speak, speak as the oracles of God. But if you're going to serve, serve within the strength of God. You've got to understand the difference between the two. Don't try and be something you're not. 
Learn from others, but don't become them. Miles Monroe said, I love that. Learn from others, but don't become them. I'm not going to try and become Miles Monroe or, or Joe Doe or whoever. You know, I'm just going to be me. And I really try and break people out of the shackles of trying to be somebody else. Just be you. Don't try and be the pre. I attend all of this stuff. You understand? I know what I'm. I, I know what what people are going through because I did this. I've been in, doing this for forty years, for goodness sakes. And and so I understand. I've done all the mistakes. I've made all the mistakes, uh, and probably discovering a few more. But I can tell you that these are the things that people ministers do, and and they come. You know, leaders do, and they cover it in nice little shining you know, armor, but it actually, it's got big chinks in it because those weaknesses are there. And that's what I'm saying is the best way to determine purpose and to get clarity on purpose, have a mission, have a vision, have established, discover, know your values, clarity, and then have an edge. And the last, the fifth one is your mandate, understanding your mandate. Who do you go to? Jesus was very clear lost sheep of Israel. That's where he was going to at that point in time. That's when Gentiles came. He didn't entertain it too much, but their faith normally, because Jesus responds to faith, um, their faith got them solutions, not because he was sent to them. He wasn't going to them. He was going to the lost sheep of Israel first, because they were first in, in line for the covenant kingdom, Although, even though they rejected it, but they were first in line. And so that's who we went to. Who, who's got, you know, it's like a nurse says, you know, the medical field is my platform. My mission is to make an impact in, in staff or to make an impact in patients. You know, and mostly it will be patients. There's a calling. There's a mandate there. I'm going to do it at this hospital. So mandate is nearly your area of responsibility, your area that you feel the platform that you, that you feel God wants you to use. Is it education? Is it medical? Is it um I'm very wary to say, is it ministry? Simply because, you know, everybody feels like the default place is to go into full-time ministry, not to actually make an impact in the world. Jesus went to the world. <laughs> you know, uh, that was it. Um, they, they got out there and impacted people where they were. So I'm always reluctant to say, you know, that it's church. However, there are people that come into a full-time capacity. I think... Honestly, I really can see this is going to change in in the future. I said this 10 years ago, I'm saying it again, is that leaders begin to prepare now the, the persecution, legal persecution of ministries, churches. It's going to begin to happen. It's going to make your life very difficult. And uh, what else do you do? What else can you do? What else prepare yourself? I missed so many opportunities in that area simply because I became so focused on just being a minister, you know, a full-time minister. Don't lust for full-time ministry. Let me say this, especially to some some parts of the world, it, it's like a big thing to be. Full-time ministry is like everything. Trust me, you know, God can use you in many areas and it, that shouldn't be that lust, that ambition for that area. Anyway. I, on a rabbit trail, we're talking about your area of responsibility, your area of functionality, the platform that God wants to use you. Is it business? 
Is it, you know, is it entrepreneur or is it to work in a corporate situation? What is the platform that you feel? You see, I don't, I don't criticize people if they are in a, uh, in a corporate world situation and they feel called to do it. That's different. You know what I'm saying? But if they're a slave to that and like unhappy and every day going to work and, you know, dreading Monday mornings, something's wrong, then you're out of your mandate. You need to discover your purpose because when you find that purpose, you find inspiration. You begin to develop a strategy for your life and your leadership into that place and something begins to happen. You start having influence. You start having impact in people's lives and things begin to happen. And that's really why you've got to have a purpose. You And, and most leaders, most businesses even, and I want to say this, you know, is that if you're a Christian businessman, You've got to have a sense of purpose because God is using your business as a platform for you to, in fact, live out and affect your mission, your vision, your values, your your purpose. And so you've got to be, have clarity on it. You've got to have focus on it. You've got to have that sense of, of um, destiny in that and conviction that you have absolute clarity so when other things come you know this is not me or yes this is when opportunities come you know when purpose when purpose um well rather when mission meets uh purpose or no when opportunity meets purpose that's when you discover destiny <laughs> that's long way around when purpose meets opportunity then you have destiny but of course Purpose knows which opportunity to take and which they don't. Many leaders come to me and say, oh, this opened, that opened, I can do this, I can do that. But not everything is what you're supposed to be doing. And that's when you get distracted. That's when you begin to lose focus. Now, you, you know, you're 10 years down the line and you go, I'm unhappy. I'm bored. I'm frustrated. I, I, I'm not you know, I'm not walking in grace with the Lord. Why am I out of my place? Well, because you made a wrong decision somewhere. And so it's good to get back, get clarity, focus. And that's, I'm telling you, so important, so important. Those top level things, top, top level. Mission, vision, values, edge, and your mandate. You get clarity, align with that, with what God has said in your life. It's not hard. It's simple. It's simple. Just take time. Look at them. I think we should do workshops and seminars or something on that because it really can help people with that. Amen. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to share with you, encourage you today, is determine your leadership purpose in those five areas because that gives you a clarity of purpose. All right. So thank you for being with me. Hey, and we'll catch you on the next one sometime, uh, the next episode, if not before. It'll be Friday on Building His Church with Steve Bisson. All right. So... Uh, I'm stumbling around on my words here. Until next time, I'm saying God bless you. Thank you for being with me.